0: Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is March 31st, 2020, and this is our first episode that is on a consecutive day. We did one yesterday. We promised to you that we would try to get more out weekly, daily. The goal here is to have one every day, get it out by noon. I've already failed that. It's uh, about 2.25 in the afternoon, but here we are. Hope everyone's day is going well, everyone's week. I know times are very weird right now with this whole virus and quarantine. We are moving into another month, April tomorrow, and I'm sure there's going to be plenty of April Fool's jokes, if you will. This has been quite the joke the past couple of weeks. Very unfortunate for so many people. We've already covered some of those things. I want to say that it's getting very annoying, and I think a lot of people feel the same way. I don't have a problem being at home a lot. It's given me an opportunity to do this. But at the same time, a lot of people are starting to get anxious. And I think April is really going to be a time where we either make it or break it for most people. Some people have money put away, and they can live off of that. But unemployment numbers are crazy right now, especially here in California. The stimulus is going to help a little bit, but again, twelve hundred dollars goes a lot further in Iowa or Wyoming than it does in the state of California. That said, we're not complaining. It's any money's good money right now, and I've always been an appreciative person for any help, any assistance. So we'll see what happens with that, and hopefully that gets out soon. We are living in the time, though, of this coronavirus. Depending on what you believe, what you read, I try to not watch too much of the news because it just seems like more, more bad stuff. Things seem to be getting worse. Other people think it's a joke. Bottom line is stay safe. There is a virus out there, and we need to do what we can to to stay safe. And we should, we should be doing things like this all the time, washing our hands, not, uh, not, not touching things that maybe other people touched or uh, just being more careful at grocery stores and stuff like that. A few things, uh, on the recap from yesterday, I do want to thank my brother, Sam for, for, for being here for, for uh, doing the interview it was a lot of fun it was good practice on my part and just an opportunity for him and I to sit down and talk I do want to apologize for the microphone feedback we had a new microphone that I was trying out and I thought I had the reverb down and tested it out it sounded okay but every time I spoke I was too close to it and it made those background sounds so I apologize hopefully it sounds better today And then moving forward, we're gonna really test and work out our microphone issues so that I don't sound like a robot or in a a giant room echoing around. So thanks to Sam, that was a lot of fun. We're gonna try to get a few guests on here every now and then just to change things up, get someone else's perspective, someone, close friend of mine, uh, co-worker, different types of people. We'll try to uh, even bring in maybe some loved ones uh, if we can. We're gonna to try to mix it up to keep keep the uh, keep it flowing. One thing I've been doing a lot of is bicycling. I've been out on the bike quite a bit. Riding around helps me get out of the house, and it also helps to for the exercise. It's definitely an exercise that I need, as I've discussed before. I I, I can definitely use plenty more exercise, and and it's an opportunity to get out, ride around, see see things without really interacting with people or, or having exposing too many risks. Yesterday we went for a pretty good ride, uh, my brother and I actually after the the little interview here. But I've been riding about three or four times a week. I'm gonna try to up those numbers. And even when we get out of this quarantine, I think it's a good a good habit. And it's definitely I don't know about you guys and exercising, but for me it it's just kinda like what you can tolerate. I tolerate biking quite a bit. Because you feel a sense of accomplishment when you're when you're counting down the miles and everything, much more than you do sitting on a stationary bike at the gym or or, or running at the gym or swimming laps. Maybe I, I like swimming too. Those are things I got to do a lot more of, make it a daily habit instead of a few days a week. And so those are some of the little goals I've been uh, trying to make during this whole thing. And I think a lot of people are are, are trying to. Do similar activities. I see a lot of people walking, a lot of people riding bikes with their kids. I think it's definitely helps them get out of the house and and just clear their mind also. So it's it's we don't have sports. We don't gyms are closed. You got to get physical activity in some way or another, or you sit around and uh, I I can't afford to put <laughs> more weight on uh so we we gotta burn it somehow and and for me, that's where I found some some peace during this time. It's just to get out. I know we're supposed to stay home uh but and not be around people, but I think biking has been a saving grace for me. It's something I'm really gonna pursue. We talked yesterday about past, present, and future, talking about that from a interview standpoint, but also a standpoint of when we Go on this podcast and just, and just it's a simple concept and you can take it all the way back to a Christmas carol that goes to Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas future. It's a simple concept, but it made a lot of sense. And one of my favorite quotes is from uh, what's the movie Hitch. And he says, that main character says something along the lines of, Part of knowing where you're going is knowing where you came from. And I think that's really important. That's a, you can never forget your background, where you came from, whether it was good or bad, because it has molded you and gotten you to where you are now. And then that probably has a lot to do with the direction you're headed in the future. A month ago, everyone was excited about spring training in baseball, March Madness coming up in, in college basketball, and uh, the NBA playoffs in May, in April, and everybody was at a certain mindset. It was tax season, right, getting your taxes in. And then all of a sudden this hit, and we've dealt with it now for a few weeks, and when it first hit, we were thinking, wow, this is going to be a really rough two weeks or three weeks or what?" How are we going to get through a few weeks sitting at home? Well, those few weeks are up, and and I've seen different people doing different things, working from home, uh, doing a lot of house projects, getting out of the house, running errands, doing things that they really didn't have time for before. And I'm seeing a lot of people get bored. You see a lot of social media posts that are really not about much. They're just people trying to stay sane and to come up with just different ideas to have an interesting day. My typical day has been waking up a little later than I typically do. I I guess I'm kind of an early riser usually. But we've been sleeping a little later, not till noon or anything, but I don't know, nine or so, ten, and uh, usually make breakfast with the the roommates and family here and socialize a little bit, and then we all kind of go do our own thing. That may be watch a TV show, watch an old rerun of a of a sporting event, watch a movie, start cleaning the house, working outside, whatever it may be. After an hour or so goes by, I usually go for either a bike ride or a little home workout here in the storage room slash now studio slash workout room. Home workouts are interesting because you're used to weights and kind of doing what you usually do. But when you have to kind of figure out or look up some good exercises, it's it's a little different. <laughs> you do something and try it laying down and bending a certain way, and would be like, oh, that that's gonna hurt tomorrow. <laughs> Cause you haven't done that. You've lift you've lifted weights, maybe done some lunges in the past or whatever. But when it's your sole focus, you might try some things and things you haven't done before. Stretching or different types of cardio that you're not used to doing. So it just takes some getting used to. My soreness has definitely increased. But it's a good thing. It's a very, very good thing. Thanks to those who've listened. I really appreciate some of the feedback. I know it's not the most glamorous of conversation all the time. But if we're going to do this every day, there's going to be some, uh, we got to work out some kinks for sure. So I really appreciate it. And if you have any thoughts or things that you want me to talk about, go ahead and contact me. Uh, Most of my listeners already know me, so you know how to get a hold of me. If you're curious about either my thoughts on, on something or think would just be a good topic people would like to listen to, please, I am all all ears, very all ears. Uh, back to my typical day after the, usually the afternoon, late afternoon, working out, get cleaned up. And like I said, we've been cooking a lot. So we kind of start discussing dinner plans and kind of prepping along those lines I would say we probably go to the store once a week or so, and that has been that has been interesting, entertaining to say the least. One day last week, I went to like three or four different stores just to kind of get out. And I know I'm not I'm supposed to be distancing, but there's a few items we did need. I won't go into details, and they were tough to find. And I had nothing else to do that day, so I was just kind of cruising around. And before you knew it, it was uh, the end of the day. So I don't know about you guys. I know the days are repetitive. There's not much going on. But for me, they've kind of gone by fast. Before you know it, it's almost 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock. Starting to get dark and almost time to just kind of get ready for bed and look forward to the next day. I've been doing some job hunting, grocery stores, Costco, A friend of mine recently started at Amazon and was talking to me about that. And I know there's some people who are hesitant about Amazon because of the way they, some of their working conditions, some of the way they treat their employees, but it's also pretty good money right now. And that might be something, if not during this quarantine, but something down the road that is an option. They're always hiring. This isn't a free ad for them. I'm not saying I would be interested in it right now or next week, but it's definitely got my attention. Of I've asked a few questions about it, so we'll see. We shall see. Just thinking of different topics here to talk about. Uh, there's not, like I said, a ton going on. The NFL is always a fun topic, but that's still months away. The draft now is only a few weeks away, so that's good uh you wish man you wish sports was on I, I'm gonna tell this every episode but sports for me was such a big part of my life growing up I went to an organization called care youth league started when I was in second grade and it was a year-round sports organization you say year-round you hear that now you think a kid plays one sport for the full year no not not where we were replayed we it was four seasons football basketball baseball soccer you played all year round And you had the same teammates growing up, many different years together, and it was a really good team-building experience as well, not just the fundamentals of whatever sport you were playing. I'm really glad that's where I spent my youth. I ended up going to a high school that was affiliated with that, Rio Hondo Prep. Very unique high school, very different. All those who've went to it, you know... As alumni that it can be hard to explain sometimes but I still wouldn't trade those years and again for high school I was all about sports football basketball baseball we played we, we played everything the school was small you had to play everything and we really wanted to excel at all of them and I was just trying to get through school to play sports I knew my athletic career was going to be short I was going to go on to college as a student not necessarily as an athlete, and. I had time for academics later, and honestly, I was just trying to get by. I did okay. I didn't. I wasn't a, a C student or anything, but I probably could have done a lot more. I know that. But I got to college I wanted to, ended up at Cal State Fullerton, got my degree there, and that was kind of my journey. And then I got into officiating uh, at the various levels. When I was in uh, the the high school, I did some officiating of those Care Youth League games. The league I used to play in because they were always hurting for officials. And I remember getting six, seven bucks to do a game and thought it was the greatest thing. Man, you're going to pay me this? Just a referee a game or umpire a game? It was great making ten bucks. Do a bunch of games over the course of the, of the Saturday. And I think you know, 40 bucks you made was, was just... The best. That sure beat working at McDonald's or or anything like that. So I look back on officiating, and for me, after high school, it was a way to stay involved in in athletics. I liked coaching. I did that for a few years, but officiating was great because you're on the field. You're running around. You you felt a part of the what was going on. You were trying to control the chaos, but also keep up with it at the same time. With your legs, and you felt more like an athlete than you did necessarily as a coach. Some coaches may not see it that way, but unless they've, you know, put put the stripes on or put the mask on themselves, it's it's a that's kind of how the feeling is. I miss coaching. Coaching was a big deal for me uh, while I was in college when I got out of college, it was just a different direction I needed to go with officiating. And, and I learned so much about myself in those regards. Traveled a lot. Got away from my previous experiences as a student at Rio Hondo Prep and assisting at Care Youth League during my college years. And I hate the term, oh, I found myself... Uh, you know, because that—that it's thrown around too much, and it's like, <laughs> what do you got to find yourself? You—you you know who you are. Look in the mirror, like. But I did. I, I experienced some things that w- were really good for me. I learned a lot about myself, and that's very cliche. But cliches do exist for a reason. A lot of them are true. So that is kind of my path how I got into officiating and, and where why that's always been a big part of my life it had a lot to do with playing sports as a kid and just kind of wanted to continue that I watched some cartoons as a kid but I was a bit I watched football as a kid I watched basketball I was always in my DNA to play sports watch sports which is why we kind of started this to talk a lot about those types of things and ironically the virus hits and we don't have much to, to talk about. But on that note, as far as broadcasting, podcasting, there are, there is one subject I'd like to talk about, and that was some of my favorite announcers. I've talked a little bit about favorite podcasts already, some of the people I listen to. But we've been fortunate in Southern California, specifically the... Los Angeles area, to be really blessed with some incredible announcers. And since we've lost some of them, it's just not the same. I think the most recently retired is Vin Scully from the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think everyone in the country knows his voice. And just seems like an absolute gentleman. I've never had the privilege to meet him. But man, he's so sharp. He posted something recently kind of giving hope to fans regarding the coronavirus and the fact that baseball hasn't started. It is just so nice to hear his voice. He, he, he He's probably one of the best storytellers I've ever heard. And, and sometimes he'd tell you stories in between batters. And you're just like, where, where does he get all this? How does he... He was so poetic. And I could I remember my earliest memories of him was going to my grandmother's house. My grandmother she'd be out in the backyard just getting some sun and she would have her radio sitting by her listening to Dodger games. And I remember hearing Vince Coley and thinking, Oh, this is this this is cool and as I got older I got to appreciate it more. And I will say it's not easy getting behind a microphone. This is again something I started recently and To talk by yourself is a little tough. (laughs) I had a guest yesterday and it was much easier. And I heard about Vin Scully. He liked having the broadcast by himself. Not because he disliked partners or anything. But he felt his style was more of having a conversation with fans. Talking directly to fans about what was going on. And sharing stories and... Not having a conversation with the fellow broadcaster about the game, and the fans were listening. He felt he was talking directly to fans, and I I always thought that was pretty cool, pretty neat. And he's getting up there in age now. He's retired from the Dodgers a couple years ago, but he is a legend in Los Angeles. He is just he 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 reminds me of like everyone's grandfather when you look at him and his smile, just a God-fearing man and and a great man. A great example on so many levels. So he he was a big reason I liked baseball. Just listening to him talk about anything was was great. No matter how bad the Dodgers were or how good they were. He was always the same and the most gracious person. Vince Skull, a true legend. On the basketball side of things, we had Chick Hearn, Chicky Baby. I grew up listening to him as many Laker fans did. He he kept going right up until he passed away in early two thousands. I wanna say he passed away right after the, the three peat with Kobe and Shaq. He was getting up there and moving a little slower, but his mind was still sharp and his voice was still was still legendary. Some of the cool if you look him up, seeing Chick Hearn interview a young, young Kobe Bryant is pretty cool. <laughs> Because Chick was up there in age and should have been slower, but he talked fast and he was sharp. He came up with a ton of phrases like coast to coast, slam dunk. My favorite, though, was him. He always, if a game was, if a game was, uh, he put a game in the refrigerator. If the Lakers were up by, I don't know, 10 points with two minutes left, he would make a comment. He would say, all right, that's it, ladies and gentlemen, this game is in the refrigerator. And when he put it in the refrigerator, he meant the game was over. This, this clock may not have been at zero, but he called it. And he would say, Ladies and gentlemen, this game is in the refrigerator. The lights are out. The eggs are cooling. The butter's getting hard. And the jello's jiggling. And that was his way of basically saying the Lakers were going to win this game. And he wouldn't do it too early, he wouldn't do it too late. If it was a one-point game or something, obviously he wouldn't do it. But as soon as he felt the lead was safe, he'd put the game in the refrigerator. And he'd say it fast. I I can't do it, so I'm not going to try. But it was something all Laker fans smiled at when they heard Chickie put put the game in the refrigerator. Because they knew the Lakers were going to win. I don't know how many times he did it, but I do know he was wrong one time. I wish I could look up the game and find out which game it was. But he put the game away, and the Lakers did something really stupid and blew a late lead. And it was the only time Chick Hearn was wrong about putting the game in the refrigerator. I'm going to see if I can look it up here for you guys. Wrong, I don't the internet's interesting sometimes. Chick Hearn wrong about refrigerator. Can't see anything here. Oh, here we go. Did the Lakers ever lose when Chick Hearn put the game in the refrigerator? The answer is yes. I know the answer is yes. He, let's see, (laughs) this is a great quote here, Chick Hearn once said, during a late game, I'll buy 17,505 hamburgers for the fans if the Lakers lose this one. And for true diehard Laker fans, they know that 17,505 was the sellout capacity for the Great Western form in Inglewood, where they used to play. It had so many, so much success. Anyway, I'll look it up for you. I'll, I'll figure it out sometime. I probably should have done that beforehand, but hey, I'm the rookie here. Please bear with me. I'm learning as I go, and I need to probably learn faster, so I apologize. But Chick Hearn, legend, Laker legend. His, his jersey, the Lakers have jerseys up in the Staples Center where they play now. They have jerseys with names and, and the numbers up there. Kobe Bryant was recently put up there for both jerseys. A Bryant 8, a Bryant 24. I think it would have been cool if it was one jersey with him and just like a slash 8 slash 24. Two jerseys, I'm like, okay, I know he both he was really good and both numbers retired. Anyway, this isn't about Kobe, but Chick Hearn is up there all the Laker legends. It's one of the. It's my favorite one to look at when I go to to Staples Center, because you got Shaquille O'Neal, Magic Johnson, you got all these names and their number, and then there's one that says Hearn, and where there's a, where there's supposed to be, where there's a number for players, it's just a microphone. It's a, the old school microphone that you put at your desk, and that thing is so cool. I. I I love seeing it, and I'm so glad they did that because he's a legend. He's been a Laker, was a Laker broadcaster for so many years, and just somebody who can make any game sound exciting. And just uh, he was he he's been gone a long time, and he's greatly missed. And every now and then, people still make reference to him, and it's it's great. Chick Hearn, gotta love him. Another uh, voice we have uh, in LA that I'm always fond of and he's missed uh, retiring a couple years ago from the Los Angeles Kings is Bob Miller. Bob Miller, if you don't know him as the Kings announcer, you most definitely know him as the announcer in the movie, or at least the second one, uh, D2, the mighty ducks. When there's a broadcaster broadcasting the, the, the Olympic games, that's Bob Miller's voice. And my roommate and I joke a lot about him. Some of the things he said from that movie, but Bob Miller's a legendary hockey announcer. We had him for the Los Angeles Kings for many years, didn't quite get that that championship ring he he uh, he he deserved for a long time and then finally got it in two thousand and twelve and fourteen got two of them and for me when i when I think of hockey, I hear Bob Miller's voice, and I'm sure that's bias that's bias for west coast bias you could say for us people in los angeles but bob miller's a legend and he's funny funny to listen to in that in that movie the of the the mighty ducks and i was so thrilled to see him win a couple of uh to be a part of it a couple of stanley cup championships for the kings i listen to the replacement broadcasters on these guys now and they do a good job but they're nowhere near They have such a high standard to, to follow up to and you can't replace legends you, you just can't um, there'll probably never be guys like that in their profession I'm sure other fans in other parts of the country will, will, will argue that and there's a ton of really good baseball announcers but personally I think those guys are the cream of the crop one of the best things I ever saw was on it was like a roundtable. Fox Sports did a round table or something when they were all still around. And it was Chick, Vin, and Bob Miller. And they were sitting there just talking about broadcasting. And it was so funny because Vin Scully had on his, his last World Series ring on. It was the, the Dodgers, uh, 1988. Chick Hearn had won a, or, you know, we say these guys won, they were members of the organization when the teams won the world championship. And so Chick Hearn was a, was a broadcaster when they won uh, many Laker championships. And so he was wearing some, some of the recent jewelry up to two thousands. Uh, and Chick was complaining about how big the new ring was. And, he said, Hey Vin, so you usually wear the 1988 ring? And Vin says, oh, I don't wear these too often. But yeah, at 88, it's the most recent. So hopefully we'll we'll get another one soon. And and then Bob Miller, who at the time hadn't won a uh a, a world championship as a broadcaster, he's he they they both the other two guys both had their rings out and holding their hands out, looking at their rings. And Bob steps in and he shows his wedding ring. <laughs> he goes, Well, this is one only one I got right here, guys. I got my wedding ring yeah, I can't. mine's a little smaller than your guy, <laughs> and they all had a laugh, and I thought that was funny, and that was the first thing I thought of when the Kings won the Stanley Cup was Bob Miller getting his ring, and I'm glad he got two of them. I think all LA fans, LA Kings fans are happy he got, he got two of them, and then the, the Kings ho- hoisted the cup. Speaking of that, the Kings, man, the past couple of years, they, they have, they've got to get it together. So many changes in the, in the moving parts of the organization. It's just tough because L.A. Kings have a great fan base. I don't think other parts of the country understand that. And even people here in L.A., they think it's a Laker-Dodger town, and it is. But the Kings fans, Kings fans are real, and they're great. And I don't know if the hockey season's going to continue, or what's going to continue exactly, but we'll see what happens. Glad I got to share with you some of my favorite broadcasters uh, here in Southern California I think we all listen in the NFL. I like Jim Nance is good. Uh, Some people have mixed emotions on Joe Buck. Football is such a, a nationally televised game now. Only things teams have are pretty much their radio announcers. But man, a good broadcaster can make or break a game. Let me tell you. I don't know how many games I've had to put on mute. And one of the things we did, I found out in when was it January for the college football national championship game, they had like a mega cast and you could watch a game all kinds of different ways. One of the things we did is it was called the stadium view or something. So you could watch the game, hear everything going on, on the field, hear the, hear the announcer in the stadium say, okay, it's third and 10 for Clemson or whatever, but there was no broadcasters. No guys telling you, oh, they're gonna run this play here. That's a great design. Nobody feeding you their their lines. And you know what? It was it was a great experience. It was something I wish was available more often. Because some broadcasters they talk like they know everything. They bash officials. I can honestly say those other those three legends I just mentioned. I didn't hear them do that very often if at all there was always a respect for officiating in that and that's something is very important to me for many reasons but watching that broadcast without broadcasters it was cool and it was really cool for a a national championship a championship level game it was different and unique and hopefully we could see a little bit more of that i don't want to Crush all broadcasters because I'm doing something similar to that right now, and and you could probably say a lot of things about me. So guys behind the mic are not all bad. I've learned uh, in a few days here that it's it's not always easy just to have a conversation and talk about things. And bear with me if you had today. I appreciate you for hanging in there for for me rambling, talking about well, really not a whole lot, but just sports sports in general, things going on with the quarantine, typical day, and our uh, some of my favorite broadcasters. And we'll never be able to listen to those guys again. But I tell you what, I think a lot of people are excited and antsy and look forward to hearing from other broadcasters real soon. We hope to turn, up, turn on that TV soon and, and hear guys Talk about what's going on on the court or the field because we know then that we got our sports back. So we're looking forward to that. That'll wrap things up here. I appreciate everyone for tuning in. Check in back tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, the first day of April. April Fools. Wow, well, that, uh, hopefully there's not too much going on out there. I, I think there'll be some creative memes or jokes or things regarding April Fools tomorrow. So so we'll see uh we'll see how that goes. Hope all is well, everyone. Keep doing what you're doing, stay safe, stay sane. Continue to do whatever it is you got to do to get through the day. We're all thinking of each other and and we're we're all in this together and pulling for each other. So no matter where you are or what you're doing, please Get home safe. Have a good one, guys.